Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals, which is around 21 minutes. Indeed it is. I'm Shai Telly. And I'm Elias Kassan. And today, actually, today I wanted to talk to you about this. I was at, I was at a dinner yesterday, talking to, there's a girl there, we're talking, she's telling me about her ex-boyfriend. And she's telling me the story, and then halfway through the story, she just shakes her head, like violently. She just shakes it. Uh, and then she just continues telling me the story, uh, and I don't know if I should draw attention to this, like uh, head shaking or what. It was, it was really bizarre. And then at the end of the story, I'm about to, I'm about to say something, and again, she just violently shakes her head. Uh, and I've worked with this girl. I know that she doesn't have epilepsy or any like health issues or anything. I'm, I'm, so I'm like, sorry, what, what just, what's this head shaking? And she said that, you know, whenever she has a bad thought, like especially about her ex-boyfriend, or like a bad memory, she just shakes her head like an Etch-a-Sketch and it disappears. You know the Etch-a-Sketch, what? like the, the little oh, thing? No we used to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was, I was like, incredible. what? I was like, I've never heard of this before. Yeah, and then, she, and then somebody else on our table was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do something similar. Like if I get a bad memory or something, I just close my eyes and I just wait till it goes away and then, and then I open my eyes and it's gone. Okay. She just like closes her eyes for like 30 seconds and then she just imagines, like she just waits and then it goes... Yeah, yeah, and like neither of them seem very emotionally healthy. Why but, not? What's wrong with that? Well, because you've not really overcome what's causing the bad memories, right? You're just like making them disappear. You're not actually acknowledging what they're saying or anything like that. I guess maybe there's a certain acknowledgement in it. Like in a conversation, most people don't stop to acknowledge that bad memory. Whereas yeah. shaking your head is a f- as a higher level of acknowledgement. Yeah, I suppose you're acknowledging it more than most people most would. Most people, because most people would just continue on. Yeah. And just feel, like, deep sadness inside. Yeah, and that's so true. And also, maybe by not working through it or acknowledging it on a deep, or, like, making, like, keeping it there to work through later, maybe it yeah. makes sense just to get rid of it the moment Yeah, it but comes. the problem is then what happens when somebody says something and you need to say, shake your head to say no, and then that <laughs> brings the bad memories. <laughs> it can work the other way around, right? Yeah, maybe. But, but the reason why I brought this up is because I don't think I do this. But then maybe I just don't have bad memories, or maybe I just don't acknowledge these memories. Do you do anything like that? Um, no, but I think I will. Yeah. I think, well, this sounds. Well, it depends. Like I don't know. The second one sounds a lot more like normal. Like what, just closing, closing your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah, uh, and then the, waiting for it to pass. Right. I didn't know if the first one you were saying like it's just a way to. I thought it was like, you know, actually shaking the thought out of your head. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Like an Etch-a-Sketch. You know, like the things that you would draw. Yeah, but I thought maybe it's like a tennis ball. Like you're flinging it back and forth until it like flings out. Yeah, that's exactly what she was doing. Just shaking her head violently until it's gone. That's good. I, I mean, I, ge- I generally think like living your life as an Etch-a-Sketch is a pretty good way to do things. <laughs> no, but then you're consistently a blank canvas, aren't you? You consistently can be molded every day. Yeah. Like an Etch-a-Sketch. Well, maybe that's how we should just wake up every morning. to just like, shake and our wipe ourselves, yeah. Wait, but that's but then what if you've had a really beautiful dream? Maybe that's the idea of uh, showering. Oh, really? Oh, but then I shower at night. Yeah, yeah. No, no, me too. No, but maybe we should start showering in the morning. But then what if you've had a really beautiful dream and you wake up in the morning and you shake your head? Then it's well, good. I think that's the, well, that's the thing. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be attached to any idea or like whether you don't need to judge it as beautiful or whatever. It's just like things are new and unfolding. It was beautiful then and we don't need to hang on to the memory of it. Okay. So that's amazing. But then if so we start every day as a new, do we need memories? Like, what even is memory? Me- memory is a... Uh... Because she does that with the bad memories, right? She shakes it away. 
But what about with good memories? Well, she probably, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I think generally we see this idea of, like, we have to, like... It's Get not, rid of the bad memories, yeah, right? And keep, keep the, the good, good memories. memories. But really, maybe we don't need any memory. Or use good memories to eclipse the bad ones. But yeah, yeah, like, the idea of memory, memory itself is sort of, kind of, to some degree, insane. Yeah, and I just, well, I just feel like we haven't figured out how to use memory in a way that doesn't torture us. Yeah, and even the good memories still torture us. Right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're like, oh, remember when life was like that? Yes, and we like, yeah, put some sort of narrative around. Yeah, but and also all of those memories are blurred by nostalgia, right? Like, how do we know if it was really like that? Yeah, yeah, we look back with flies in our eyes. Exactly, we look back with flies in our eyes, and I think we do that especially, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, you want to use you use the uh, the past as a way to romanticize your the- existence, right? And then you, but then we use kind the, of, and we think the present isn't as romantic as the past, or to romanticize the future. Well, if we're in the present, we don't think about the present, right? And if we're not in the present, then it's essentially the past that is occurring now. That's very true, right? That's very so true. then, and then the future is this abstract, you know, yeah. possibility, right? But if we live in this like evolving present, um. Well, then there's no, yeah, there's no real, there's no space. For, if you constantly live in the present, then there's no space for actual memory. Yeah, exactly. And is that a healthier life to live? Well, I think, like, spiritually speaking, yeah. yeah but, like, in terms of, you know, going to your job. <laughs> and in practicalities. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it depends what your job is. If it's, like, a yogi, then maybe not. <laughs> I think it would fit with your job. It wouldn't fit. It would fit better with my job than your job. No, but then, so this got me thinking, though. So maybe we can remember some things, but I think a lot of our memories are dominated by friendships and relationships, and then that impacts future relationships or even our current ones. So would it be best to just live in a space where we didn't have any memory? So every date I go on is actually like the first date with someone. No, I, so I think it's good to have a memory, but not, not like such strong narratives around the memory. It's because I think it's just that we haven't used how, figured out how to use it in a balanced way. Because I think we're given everything in order to, you know, memory is important for survival as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you go back to yeah, that's the very old true. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you gotta you eat uh, fruit and it's like poisonous. Then you remember not to eat that fruit again. <laughs> if you right? survive, yeah. If you survive. If you survive, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So then I think if we use things in a like healthy way, but we don't need to. Um, create this huge, like, I don't know, ridiculous narrative around everything that we do that sort of, like, plagues our relationships based on some other girl we used to date. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. The way that she used to smell and nobody can (laughs) smell better than her. (laughs) And 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 then you're lying in the bell with some other girl. So actually, Hurst looking for your other <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> so okay, fine. So how do we live and how do we balance memory? Because you're saying that we don't, you don't think that we've ever figured out how to do that. What would a balanced memory be like? So would it just be memories in isolation without a narrative tying them together? It's very difficult. Um, I think the idea is to move. We don't. We move towards the present, right? Yeah. So we oh, try- and our memories, each one's closer to the present. How do you mean? What do you mean by we're moving towards the present? As in, like, generally we try to be more present, to go into this, like, the state of now, Yeah. right? But it doesn't necessarily need to be a relinquishment of the past and everything that we've done. It doesn't need to be a relinquishment of memory. But, um, because, well, 
really we're not in any state that we can just be totally present. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but that we we don't have an attachment to the memories, or and through meditation and all these sort of things, I think yeah, we can yeah. dissolve but, certain attachments to memories. But is it an attachment, or is it even more? Like I think sometimes I think I'm dependent on my memories. Like memories of the, I like sometimes I will use the memories of the good times to get me through. What I think is about, yeah, well, I mean, as generic as that sounds and as plebeian as that sounds, like when, for example, when someone dies, you'll focus on the good times you had with them to get you through this bad Yeah, moment, there is right? something beautiful about that, though. Yeah, and I think like, we are dependent on memories more than we realize. Yeah, and we don't want to let go mm. of those. I don't even know if we should. Like, I think there is some beautiful kind of, like, enrichment through this, like, unfolding tapestry of our lives. Yeah. And but I think the bigger issue that we both face is that how do we know our memories are true? How do we know if our memories are true? Well, I think we know quite categorically they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I can say pretty much certainly that the memories of things that I've done in the past are not true. The moments were true. Yeah. The memories of them are like abstractions of the truth of that moment. Heavily filtered, right? Heavily filtered, yeah. And... A lot of the time we actually forget and then we piece up the memory, right? Yeah. I think there was, yeah, like, um, it's kind of in the same way we have dreams. It's like a, a, like a lower level of the dreamscape. We have a dream and everything's so kind of fuzzy and we don't yeah. know what it is, so we build the narrative yeah. to like, be able to relate it to somebody the next day. Yeah, yeah. And I think we do the same with our lives. We live like our past the dreams and build them up. Um, but we don't have that level of consciousness. I think we have to some degree of consciousness that we do that with dreams, but we really like assert our past so strongly and we identify with it. I think that's half the problem is that we use the past to sculpt an identity. Yeah. And like, so and we project the identity. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, we're like, so true. shy is this because, because he did, did this, 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 and this, and this, right? When really we should be saying shy is this because this is who he is today. Well, we don't need to say shy is anything. <laughs> shy just is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but my identity is everything, right? Is it? If I have no identity and I'm just shy. Oh, wait. Do I even need to be shy? No, I mean, I think, I think that's also kind of a problem. And I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, how do we actually have a name and have the beauty of sort of like yeah. correlating something with a certain resonance? Yeah, and actually allow us to accept that we're static beings, constantly evolving, never yeah. in the past. We're constantly in a state of flux, right? No. And yet our name never changes. Yeah, and so I guess yeah, we spoke about this before, but it's like, what does that what does that shy or Ilias like actually correlate with? Nothing. But there is some. There's something that's stable, right? Yeah, but like what... when you turn up at my door to podcast, yeah, I'm like, oh hey man, how you doing? I'm not like. Wait, who the fuck are you? <laughs> right? Yeah, but there's always I like I always know that it's you, but why? Maybe it's my scent. Maybe it's the scent that doesn't change. What is it about me that doesn't change? Like, because everything. Like, well, you look you look somewhat similar. What to as a did as a baby? Yeah, you do. That's, <laughs> this, is, this is what I don't understand because they say like every seven years your cells completely change, right? Yeah, and yeah, we look no different. We look slightly. Different. We look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We look like you, but you can always correlate. Back to the, back to the, our childhood, right? So there's something, there's something that remains, and I don't know if that's maybe that's a soul or something. 
So what about those people that actively change the way they look, you know, maybe trans, transgenders or maybe people who just have a lot of plastic surgery and that there's no correlation between what they look like? I don't think that's true. I don't think there's no correlation. You think there's still some correlation? Oh, but so you, well, you've got to have a lot of plastic surgery yeah, to get yeah. past that. But yeah. there's still a correlation, often. Like, you see there's been a change, and maybe you won't immediately notice it. But if you have, like, a picture of, you know, this, uh, this eight-year-old boy, and then there's a 30-year-old, uh, you know, uh, 30-year-old has gone through a sex change, and then you, I think you can connect these two. Yeah, that's supposed. I suppose like Michael Jackson, like you'd still be able to connect the Michael Jackson that passed away with the Jackson Five Michael mm. Jackson, even though they look completely different. Yeah, yeah. There's still something there, isn't there? And you're right. Maybe it's like an aura or a scent or a soul. Yeah, yeah. but but there is. But I think um, we, I think we fixate too much on the the static and yeah. very little on the transients. So generally, we feel like. Shy is everything that his past tells me that he is. Yeah. I and never really accept. I will always, when I see you, I'll always project your past onto you as well as you projecting your own past onto you. Right? But the past that we've shared or the past that you think I've lived because of my Instagram profile and because of what I've told you about my past or just the past moments that we've shared? Every, everything like combined together. Yeah. But I think maybe the past moments that we've shared, like, uh, have a stronger weighting on that. Yeah. Um, like if you come round, if I, you come round and I'll like clean all the glasses and stuff, <laughs> I know that you'll break everything. Right. And that's based that's, on my past. That's based on your past. Like your present might something. have gone to, you might have gone to finishing school in the last time. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. So actually, how do we escape our past? If uh, the past weights so heavily on us and our memories, we're so attached to our memories and we're so dependent on our memories, how do we actually reinvent ourselves? Is it as simple as shaking your head every morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if I am trying to escape a bad relationship or like a bad memory, can I actually do that? Yeah, I think, I think the hard thing is like how you negotiate it with um, the people around you. Yeah, because well, I mean, the hard thing is doing it yourself. But also, one if you can if you can do that, I think that is a, like the best way to do that is through a lot of meditation and yeah. an acceptance of this principle and like the way you see things with this like hyper kind of hallucinogenic perspective over our past. I think we all do that. Um, but if we, even if we manage to do that and. Then there's certain things that the people around us expect. Yeah, that's very true. So it's hard to, like, if we're not projecting it onto ourselves, somebody else is also projecting it onto us. Um, but I guess you've just got a lot of conversations about this. Yeah, that's true. But if, say, I've spent so long escaping my past and forgetting it, the last thing I'd probably want to do is discuss it again, right? Could that lead me again into a spiral? No. Well, your inability to discuss your past oh, it shows that I haven't overcome it, really. Yeah. Right? yeah. But then, so my problem is actually what I've noticed recently. I've got a very good memory for facts and like little things that people tell me, but I'm actually forgetting a lot of what's happened in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, like I'm forgetting a lot of uh, you know experiences that I've shared with people. Yeah, I think, and that might be just because we live such a fast-paced life. You know, we're continuously having experiences with people. 
But I really feel like I'm forgetting the major moments uh, yeah, in my life. I, I'm kind of forgetting those things as well. Like, uh, well, I have a pretty good memory for like you know things that happened in the past. And now, if I think about things that happened ten years ago, like a crazy story. Yeah, I can't really remember. It does feel like a dream. Yeah, it feels exactly. like loose, like very hazy. Yeah, I don't know. Is that just we're getting old? Is it? Is it old age? But we're, maybe we've been reading too much. Yeah, but I think are we, so are we too busy creating new memories that we're forgetting the old memories? Maybe there's only a certain amount of space for memory yeah. in our brain, and when you create a new one, it pushes out an old one. That's what they say. Do they actually? Yeah. Who yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a you know passing thing. The thing is, I don't know who they are. Yeah, exactly. I've never, I've never met them. Um, and I don't know if it's like you know Freud and his cousin yeah. passing, or if it's just um, you know. Some comic, comic on a tube. So what will be interesting is actually if in 10 years, what we remember about the podcast. Because well, I've already we'll, forgotten what we've spoken about in all the other podcasts. Yeah, but that's the thing. But we have the episodes that we, and we'll listen to them, but will they really correlate to our memories of what it was like having a podcast? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, if I, so if I listen to the podcast that we've done... I it's very hard for me to know like how we are sitting, what the energy like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Day, exactly. We have a cup of tea, or well, then actually, having said that, why aren't we using pictures to help us with these? Because we don't need it. We're trying to overcome our memory, not like we inject <laughs> it with more like hyper imagery. Um, no, but I'm not. I don't want to escape this moment. I'd like to believe that I could remember this moment. This is a good moment to hang on to, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. but that's the issue that we don't want to lose things because we feel like if we if we've um, if we don't remember them, or if we don't uh, like crystallize them in some form, then they never existed. Yeah, that's and I think, so true. And like crystallizing through a picture, or through a diary entry, or through a also like these are like strong forms of crystallization. But yeah. memory itself, or an active like in this moment, you're like, I want to remember this moment, so you memorize it. Yeah, yeah, that's a form of crystallization, and then then you can take a picture. And that's another form oh, of crystallization. Yeah. Um, but also, firstly, a picture doesn't encompass anything. Yeah, I mean, a really good picture could encompass <laughs> a lot. Um, but it only but captures yeah, your emotion in that static in moment, right? In a second, right? yeah. Yeah, in a second. It could, like... And I suppose we could fake happiness for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I yeah. think that's a lot of the time. It's like you go to a party... And you're just like sitting there and you're like, uh. yeah. And then there'll be that one and moment. Then, uh, yeah, and then you'll go to somebody who's like, oh, hey, <laughs> take a picture. And then like everybody thinks that you're having this, you know, like you're five hour to... bonanza. Yeah, yeah. And really you're just crying in bed. Uh, Having like, said that though, but your memory of that party because of that picture might be yeah, that you yeah. actually did have a five hour bonanza. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like have you, have like we've found, trick like, ourselves sometimes... with our own memories, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's also this this afterglow yes. of something which was never good. Never good. But yet we look back on it with like such fondness, right? Yeah, that it yeah. really had a profound impact in our life. Yeah. But maybe in that moment it didn't. But also I feel like sometimes there's this this descent and the descent is the joyous bit. You know, like sometimes I go out yeah. and then I'll come back on the bus and the bus is just great because I get that sort of like sense of loneliness and to just sit with like yeah, but do the you, kind do of energy you, of what was. And do you actively reflect on what's happened during the day? Or do you just put your music in and you disappear? I just like listen to the ambience of the city. Really? And then... In an enclosed setting of the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just that... It's that tension from like... Kind of not 
like a lack of presence with yourself and this hyper stimulus thing yeah, to yeah. just go into this like soft space where it just like everything sits and falls. And I love that. So I actually do really like that. And what I've realized recently is uh, I've started doing this thing where, you know, I'll actively ask people how their day was. But more than just like, you know, you know, our mothers used to ask like how school was and would just be like, good. My mum never asked me that. <laughs> okay, fine. My mom... <laughs> She's probably just being like, why haven't you eaten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she probably did. I just don't remember. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm too uh, enlightened. You've got rid of those nonsense. bad memories. <laughs> no, but now I've actually started asking people, you know, like what happened in their day? Like, do you have any good stories from the week? Just because I think we're not telling people stories of what happens in our day anymore. We're just living. No, I think that's fucking boring. I hate that. Like, I'm just like, everybody's like, how was your day? What happened? Yeah. Because they always just say, I had Chris for lunch. No, no, but these are the conversations that we actually, we should be having with people. Okay. I don't care about what people had for lunch, but I do think we should be asking, you know, how was your day? Like, did anything happen in your day? Like, do you have three things that you're grateful for in your day? Oh, so that's a good question. Three things you're grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should have that. We should be doing that more. Because people don't reflect enough on the days that they've had. And then that way, you live more in the present if you're grateful for the things that you had in that day. Yeah. Although I did this the other day and I was like... And it's also maybe... Yeah. No, but I was like, I was grateful for like three ridiculous... I was grateful for the fact that a patient let me play Jenga with her. And the person I was speaking to, you know, I was like, I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, uh, I've got clean drinking water. Yeah, I was like, that's great. No, but that's ridiculous. No, why? What's ridiculous about that? Uh, because I was grateful for that, you know, when I was born. Like, uh, I feel like to truly live in the moment, you've got to no, be... No, but you can be grateful for that every, every day. Because no, also, you like, you're be... grateful that, you're, that you have clean drinking water today. And that you're grateful that you had it yesterday and the day before. Right? So every day is a new day of clean drinking water. Yeah, but then if I'm only grateful for three things every day, I feel like one of them can't be drinking water well, you can, every why day. Why can't you be grateful for more things? So like what I do... Dude, I don't have time to be grateful for ten things every day. Yeah, but you have like all the things that, that you've been given that allow you to have time. Yeah, okay, that's true. Mate, use that time to be grateful for. <laughs> right? All right, well, this is a good thing. So what are the three things that you're grateful for today? You... Nothing, you can't see me, that's too cheap. Yeah, iTunes. <laughs> Spotify. This temp- Tempur-Pedic pillow. Um, and the wind. The wi- no, there's no wind in this room, though. I'm very hot. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I'm grateful for it. <laughs> the wind that exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, so I do this every night before I go to bed. Yeah, me too. I say they, five things to myself that I'm grateful for. Five things? Yeah. So, so, I, so I do something similar. I do three. But maybe if we do that, and then we wake up in the morning and we shake our heads. Yeah, so we, we can truly live in thing. Yeah, we do the shake. No, no, we thing. should wake up in the middle of the night, shake our head, go back to bed. Do I have to set an alarm? Oh well, we... <laughs> well, so in our in in in, uh, in like you know our branch of Islam, like yeah, yeah. mystic kind of behaviors, we're meant to wake wake up at four o'clock in the morning to meditate. Like that's really? the most in, most like powerful moment in the day. Four a.m. Regardless yeah. of whether it's summer, winter, spring, or mm-hmm. autumn. Yeah, four a.m. Really, from four to five is when we meditate. No way. And then you go back to sleep for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, I do my meditation during the sleep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think other people do that. Really? I might do that. I might set an alarm for four, shake my head, go back to bed. Although I think that people would probably find that very annoying. <laughs> just like yeah, but sharing a bed with How many people are going to know that? Oh, yeah. If I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah but I would never share a bed with someone that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I, I really do like, I do think... Just going back to an early point, we are overly dependent on our memories. And by that, I mean, like, especially us two. 
And I have been, I've been exploring ways to get, it, get out of that space. But I think what I realized like, when you said um, talking about your day, mm. it is actually quite a good way of actually getting rid of that because it's like taking inventory. Yeah, right? exactly, right? And then, like, once I've and then you the forget, inventory, yeah. yeah, you forget and then I can the amount of stock, right? Yeah. So like, once you know everything's there, yeah, then, yeah. You, then you get rid of it, yeah. So I feel like a lot of time we hold on to these stories or hold on to these moments and instead of just saying them, then we can get rid of them, can't we? But yeah, I think this is something like, I don't know, want to get like sex involved but uh, <laughs> you know like women generally are quite good at talking about their day yeah you know? is that uh, like and um doing that and i'm always like what's the point <laughs> but like i think it's like hugely therapeutic and yeah, actually a lot of men are just like quite repressed or we don't care or like no, I, but I think we're because like, unique... i really well yeah i don't know if it's a male thing but i just i don't care about what yeah, yeah, happened, yeah. Unless something specifically cool happened in my day, I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. But is that because we're too busy concerned? We're too concerned about the metaphysical. Yeah, I like. I'm just like, if you, <laughs> if, you, if you can tell me what's the relationship between like French fries and cosmology, it's so much more interesting. I don't want to hear it. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, but as in, I would. I think we've got to that space where we would never be like, I had French fries for lunch, but I would say, someone gave me French fries for lunch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay, so that, 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 that's different. Because there's something beautiful about that. Something really, like, special and out of the ordinary. So right? someone gave me French fries for lunch. I mean, I had to pay them to give me the French fries. <laughs> but someone did give me... <laughs> someone did give me the French fries. Yeah, yeah. So, no, but that's great. That's great that you focus on that element of the generosity of somebody giving you French fries. So, actually, what... No, so, actually, the reason why I brought this up... Sorry. <laughs> I know we're getting to the end of the podcast. But the reason why I actually brought this up, and uh, it's not to do with my dependence on my memories, it's to do with my dependence on your memories. Uh, I realised recently that I was telling someone a story, and it was actually your story, but it was, I was, I'd convinced myself it was my story, and it wasn't a case of that, you know, I was just pretending to be you in that moment. I'd actually thought that this had happened to me, and I was like, and that really messed me up, because I was like, actually, how many of my memories are my memories <laughs> and how many are like Ilias's memories and I got really I actually did get quite scared for a bit but maybe that's true love right yeah but it just goes to show you how I actually don't have any idea that I, like my memories aren't true at all because it was only after that story when there was a few more questions about it I was like actually this didn't happen to me this is happened to Ilias <laughs> okay wait what wait what was the story the butterfly story but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is my story. No, I was like, no, this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, should we tell the story? Yeah, yeah, this is a good story. Wait, yeah, let's end on this no, story. No, but like, so maybe it's, it's my story, but now it's your story. Yeah, and also I maybe added a bit to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but do you want to tell the story as it happened to you? Okay, and then you can tell how Yeah, then I'll... <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, well, no, no, no. So basically I was uh, in um, Cafe Nero and I was trying yeah, to do yeah, some yeah. work. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting down and this, this man comes in and he's kind of got this, um, you know, sort of, yeah, like grey trousers, a uh, nice shirt, a little waistcoat, um, kind of like rotund British fellow with grizzly yeah, hair yeah. and stuff. And he has like an Arabic prayer hat on <laughs> as well. And he sits down and... Um, he doesn't order anything. He's got, yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't he's, order anything. Uh, well, he's got a sparkling water. So, and he's got a briefcase. So he sits down, uh, puts his sparkling water down. Stretches his face, pours the water, has a sip, and then opens his briefcase. He lifts up the briefcase, and out of it, he brings, like, two A3 sets of butterflies. And then he does another face stretch, and he begins to examine the butterflies, like, over this. 
And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. I need to talk to him, but I had a lot of work to do. So I was like, I'm going to focus down for 20 minutes <laughs> and then I'll, then I'll like talk to him. So then I Google like, you know, what, what is the kind of, you know, the right word for butterfly <laughs> uh, expert or whatever. Working and hard. it was too long. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. So I was like, um, so are you a butterfly aficionado? And he's like, I'm friends with the Prince of Qatar. <laughs> I went to visit him in Ealing um, and he told me, Paul, you need a hobby. Uh, so I went to the British Library, looked up some butterflies, and printed out a set of A3 copy of butterflies. Yeah, yeah. And now I am examining them. <laughs> uh, it's quite amazing that they're so colourful. Butterflies don't see in colour. Don't see colour. So why are they so colourful? It's quite puzzling. And then he goes on this whole stream of incredible things. And it was just like the most poetic. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just the most poetic... Um, kind of things he would say because they were so detailed but so concise and so irrelevant like he says i went to mcdonald's i ordered a a hamburger some chips and an orange juice with ice <laughs> and the idea that he mentioned that he had ice in his orange juice to me was it's just amazing. like amazing. It's, it's poetry just, it's just also so number one his memory is excellent number two your memory of that is excellent uh, number three my version of that story is wildly different. <laughs> Wait, what? what, what so, your... so my version of the story is I'm in a, I'm in Cafe Nero. Similarly, a, like a rotund gentleman in this, I say a bizarre, like Australian type sun hat comes in and he opens his briefcase and he pulls out an A4 picture, an A4 piece of paper. It's A3. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I say <laughs> yeah, yeah, A4 yeah. and it's a picture of a butterfly. But you know when you have a small, but- a small picture and you blow it up, okay. it becomes all blurry? So it's all blurry, and he's just staring at it. Uh, so I go, you know, and then he puts it down, pulls out another A4 piece of paper with a blurry butterfly, and just stares at it. So I go over to him, and I'm like, you know, can I get you a drink? Uh, like, what is going on here? Like, tell me about these butterflies. And he says, uh, my wife just died. Uh, and my uh, friends told me I need to get a hobby. So I spent the entire day at the library, uh, and I've decided that butterflies will be my hobby. And then he pulls out like a hundred pieces of paper and they've all got blurry butterflies on them. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing ever. And then we go back to the library together and I teach him how to, we put like multiple butterflies on one piece of paper uh, and then I print them off for him so they're not blurry. And then that's the end of the story. Oh no, and then ever since that day, I've been seeing butterflies everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so why do you think that, like, what, what accounts for that alteration between my story and yours? So, I think it's actually a mixture of two stories. Uh, the, the initial beginning is your story, and then the ending is actually my story. But for some reason, I've got it confused with the butterfly man when I probably did the, when I actually did it with someone else. What was your story? The, the, as in, I took somebody story. to the library once and I helped them print stuff. So, but now it's become like, and I helped the print stuff in a non blurry way because they had loads of blurry pictures. Okay, because what he did say afterwards was that uh, I want to get some good um, uh, photographs of the cosmos, you know, some, yeah, yeah. some of those nice glossy ones <laughs> without any of that space dust. Yes, it made me think so. I've, but the thing is, I've created this story based on your memory and my memory. And actually, it's. But like, you've lost consciousness of that. I've lost consciousness of it. And actually, it's like one of my best stories. So now I'm just like. Who am I? Who am I? And what memories do I have that are actually true? But maybe that's what the st- story serves as. Like, we distort stories in order for us to notice the distortion of our stories and question the nature of ourselves. Oh, so you think I did it intentionally to question who I am? Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and who I am is a to butterfly. To make a podcast out of it. To make a podcast <laughs> But, um, so I actually wrote, um, like, a, like, whatever, once he started speaking, I tried to write down a lot of what he said, and really? I kind of did an account of this experience. So maybe we can post it on the... Yeah, but, but then, uh, why, don't, but why don't we post your version of the experience and post my version of the experience? Okay. And then we'll cool. see... Yeah, well, mine's like two pages. I was going to... Um... I mean, I'm sure I could flash mine out. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. currently only like two lines, but I could uh, <laughs> make it longer. <laughs> okay. Make it longer. Um, so where, wait, where, where should we, because I was going to just post it on my website and you yeah, can yeah. go under the poetry. Oh, that's weird. Did you uh, write a poem about Paul? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole like, it's oh, a no little way. Poem, so. Oh, so if anybody's weird. interested, uh, I'll put it up on my website under the poetry section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just, it'll be called uh, Paul. Paul. No, I like that. And that's not his real name because we can't yeah. remember his name. Yeah, no, that is his real name. No, but, so his my story, Paul. his name is George. Yeah, but that's because your name is so. <laughs> no, but that's because my story is about someone else. Why George? I thought you would have given a more, like, you know, exotic more Indian name. name. More Indian name. Yeah? No, but Indians aren't into butterflies. But that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. There's enough colourful stuff in India. You don't need butterflies. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, check it out on www.iliaskasam. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. And I'll post my version on Ilias's website as well. Yeah, and you can sure. actually you can try and guess we, well, we which one to, is we, the real version.